Hi, everybody. It's Bitter Party of One with another two-part podcast for you. And why another two-parter? Well, <laughs> because it's my show. But you're going to love this. Two very funny ladies. So why not double the pleasure, double the podcast, double the fun. But real quick, a shout-out to my sponsor for this podcast, Dictionary.com, where you can learn one word, one definition at a time. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode <laughs> of the Bitter Bistro Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Rockenstein, a.k.a. Bitter Party of One, with what's going to be an excellent episode. Two fantastic guests here in the studio. Let's get to know them right away. Welcome, Jen Kodros and Kendra Thomas to the podcast, everybody. Hey. Welcome. Hi. All yeah, right. Glad you guys <laughs> can make it. Thanks for having us. It's good to have a, a team effort. <coughs> You two do work at the same place. We won't mention what place it is. Cannot mention that. Yeah, we don't mention places that we're currently employed at. This is a good idea. Former places, fair game. Got it. So, yeah, you guys have at it. Oh, oh we shall. They, they are very, they are, looks like the guns are loaded <laughs> and they are ready to fire. Ready <laughs> so, to go. Well, this is how we start out. So let's find out how you got sucked into the hell of the service industry. Kendra, we'll start with you. What was your first job in the service industry? Go. Dear God. Okay. Uh, way back when, I was living in a small town of New York City, uh, and I, I think I've heard of it. I got a job hosting actually at a place called Republic, and uh, right off of Union Square. And it was my dream to just be trained as a server. I was like, I'm going to make so much money, and it's going to be fantastic. And needless to say, after about a month, they made me a server in probably one of the most hellacious restaurants I've ever worked, like as a server. It was ridiculous, like 20 tables at a time. You had to have a handheld micros, you know, so that you could actually get all the orders in on time, all tourists, just the gamut. Fantastic. Interesting. I've never mm -hmm. seen anybody with a handheld micros device. Since. Yeah, it was rough. You'd use one. So after a month of no restaurant experience whatsoever, mm -hmm. they're like, she's ready to go. She's ready. Let's she train her. Let's get her. Let's get her going. We Let's see throw something her to the wolves. Her. Yeah. Very interesting. And how long ago was this? Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, you can just say the how many We're years. like six, seven years ago. Okay. Okay. That's six old. years ago. Six years ago. Seven. And when did you move out of here to Los Angeles? Mm, six years ago. So it was seven. <laughs> so you're <Yeah. old. laughs> I've been All in LA right. for six years. I worked there for about a year in New York. Everything she says this is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a liar. <laughs> Oh. And every job out here in Los Angeles, you've been serving mm -hmm. the entire. Okay, yes, very nice. And Jen, you? I uh, was in Cincinnati, beautiful city of Cincinnati, and I was lifeguarding. And I wanted some extra money over the summer, and so I. Uh, First of all, lifeguarding itself is already like a full time <laughs> job. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you actually have legitimate it's responsibilities. <laughs> Watching over people's lives. It's really hard telling people to stop running and. Oh, so you're a pool up. lifeguard. Yeah. Okay, because I, I did that too. So okay, now I know what you're Not talking like about. Not like at a beach. That's oh yeah, right. I'm sorry. Every, anytime someone says lifeguard, I think Baywatch. So. <laughs> it was very similar to that. Right. Same bikini. <laughs> a little pet. less of a smoke show. Okay. I think. <laughs> um, yeah. That I mean, that's a whole other topic in itself. But. Uh, did you have to teach swim lessons? I did. I did that too. Yeah. Mm. Kids are funny. They are. But it's also like you feel like you're teaching them an invaluable lesson. How to swim? Yeah. Right. Okay. I thought you were like teaching them how to smoke or something. I don't know. That was after. Okay. Was, of course. That wasn't during the, the swim lessons. Right. After hours. I was on the tennis courts during, during adult swim. <laughs> like, um, uh, adult swim. I've never seen so many adults <laughs> get so nervous 
One time I had, I had to like substitute for like a little kid's class, and it's the kid's mom was in the adult class, and I turned my back for one second, and one of the kids came off the wall, and it was the 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 mom's kid, and so she jumps in after him. Both those both of them can't swim at all, so I got to save two <laughs> people at the same time. Well, it's like the helicopter parents. It's like you're trying to teach kids how to swim, and you have like parents just like on the fence staring in, like you you get them, Gary. <laughs> You swim, and it's like they're still sitting on the steps. Like, <laughs> you need to calm down. And it's like the country club kids, like, is Lauren here? And it's like, it's Loren. And it's like, who? Get out here. Okay. Swim, swim yeah. over to me. Come here. Um, so you need extra money. <laughs> <laughs> definitely needed extra money. So I worked at uh, this fabulous establishment called the Roadhouse Grill. It was a whole, like, uh, peanuts on the floor situation. Ooh. Stand up on a chair and sing happy birthday. It you was... were the customer. <laughs> I had to do that. As a server? Yes. Wow. <clears throat> it's probably the closest thing <laughs> to wait. Like, you know, you know the movie Waiting? Yes. It was the closest situation to that. Because I think waiting is a little <laughs> strenuously ridiculous sometimes. But this was pretty on par with that. Interesting. And how long were you at that establishment? Way too long. I think I think I just finished out that summer and then I was like, I'm good. I'm going to go. With the whole serving experience? Or oh, no, no, no. That's still wait. going strong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that train was still moving. No, just with, the, just with the, that place in particular. Okay. So. Uh, Did you ever do the combo of lifeguarding slash uh, waiting? Yeah. You, so you I would go on. from the pool to the restaurant so you're in the restaurant it was just basically the best summer in my life <laughs> a movie should be made about it it's magical um yeah but it's interesting though because usually now people say well what else do you do are you a waiter too because you're a server everybody thinks that you're an actor as well so back then it's like well what else do you do i'm like i'm a lifeguard yeah yeah and i tell you today's specials exactly <laughs> it's like I saved lives. Did you want ranch? <laughs> like, like, are you good? <laughs> so awful. So yeah, I was. I did that, and then I, and then I started serving when I went back to college. Like I went. Where was that? Indiana University. Hoosiers. Number one party school in the nation. Oh. I think. Or now it's in the top five. I don't want to be misquoted. By whom? Who's who's doing the party rating? I don't know. It just came out though. It's been posted on Facebook, so you know it's true. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought my college was like ranked in the top five, but that was by Playboy for party schools. Oh, that's le- that, mm, so that's, that's I thought legit. that was legit. legit. Yeah, totally. UCSB. And who from Playboy yeah. though is going to Everything these colleges in- and experiencing the party scene? <laughs> right. I'm just like, what is going on here? Yeah, nothing's airbrushed. Everything in there is factual. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's real stuff. Everything <laughs> that they type life. and. Print. Right. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> it's real. You can type anything now. Yeah, you can. So you're in school in Indiana. You're serving mm-hmm. there as well. Yes. Okay. What type of establishments? This was a, uh, it was an Italian joint and um, my sorority sister, God, I can't believe I just said that, was um, working there and she was like, I can get you hired. So I got a job there and that's where I kind of learned how to open bottles of wine and and do all, do all that. Because anytime anyone order a bottle of wine, like inside. The way you said that, though, it's like there's some other way to open a bottle of wine that we, might, Ken and I, might not know about. 
Enlighten me, please, because yes. I don't. I, Other than I a wine opener, I don't. I opened a bottle of wine. It was with like a knife. I didn't know how to use a corkscrew, so like anytime anyone would order a bottle of wine for me, I, like my insides would just kind of right wither. Yeah, and I got nervous and I'd sweat. I think the first time I opened wine was to take that nozzle out of the cardboard box, so you could pour Franzia. You classy no? son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best. I think that was everyone's first experience, though. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have like either that or the big jug with the small handle and the wide mouth. That I've done. From what? like, yeah, from Ralph's. Have you never done yeah. that? What is this, like, like episode of Robin Hood? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks huge. Huge. Yeah. It's huge. And after you're done with it, you can like play in that band. You, just, you know, with the little yeah. instrument thing. I feel so unloved. I didn't get a <laughs> jug of wine growing up. Well, guess what you're getting for your birthday this year? <laughs> You're it's welcome. gonna be good, and Kendra. What type of establishments did you work at like this whole time? Like you, so you started out at that place as touristy, Republic. okay? Very touristy, Asian fusion noodle. It actually was really good. Would food. you say that was like a fine dining place, or oh, absolutely not? No, it okay. was more like they had fine dining establishments, but it was their kind of lower end, like money wise, like the affordable place. You know, um, lots of young people, lots of tourists. Noodles, noodles, okay. yummy, comfort, easy. Um, after that, I moved to Los Angeles, right. and I found a job at a place called Ugo's in Culver City. It was just opening, so I opened up the place, which is always a pleasure. I'm sure everybody knows what opening a new restaurant dream is. Dream come true. A dream come true. I, yeah. I mean, I dream about doing it again very soon. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Those of you do, that don't know, opening a restaurant means that the restaurant obviously is uh, going to have a grand opening, but this is the weeks that build up mm-hmm. into the restaurant where you're trying to do important things, like find out where you should put uh, the extra silverware and uh, the coffee cups and uh, trying to, to determine like how the check presenter should be presented. Table numbers. Table seat numbers. numbers. Seat numbers. And it's very important. Who the managers are. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to course meals out? Right. Firing. Who's going to be hooking up with whom? Right. <sighs> big, yeah, that's big. Important yeah. details yeah, for absolutely. a restaurant. That's huge. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we really like the tangents. Yeah, it's good. Um, so yeah, so I started there. They actually called me the day um, of their first of their soft opening of their first family and friends night. So I'd had no training. Uh, so when I say I was, I opened this place up. I essentially walked in there in my random pulled together uniform that I found in a matter of two hours and had never seen the menu. I'd never walked through the restaurant, had never done any of that, and I was expected to be one of two servers with a friend of mine named Stacy um, and take care of all these people I didn't know and serve them food I'd never seen. Wow. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was definitely an interesting experience. I lasted there about uh, six, seven months, and probably the most mismanaged place I've ever worked. It was fantastic money, but it was just not, not even worth it. I feel like this is a PSA for all kids who... Growing up, wanting to be a server. Like, if I can do it, you can do it. (laughs) Yes, I'm Kendra PSA Thomas. Um, No, it was, it was, uh, that was great. It was a solid six months of hell. And then I I moved on to actually a a really pleasant experience, another Asian fusion restaurant called Buddha's Belly. And I was there for a little over two years. Um, I learned how to open bottles of wine, though, at Ugo. That is one benefit, because before that, I was just doing the, uh, the corkscrew without the hitch and trying to pull, and it was, you know, mess every time. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> I was working at this restaurant it's in really Chicago, fine. and uh, there's this new 
girl working. And I'm walking by to get drinks. She has the bottle of wine in between her knees yep. with those, like, I don't even know how to describe. <laughs> the arms that flap out, like that the, opener. Like, the flap out, yeah. like, yeah. wine opener. This is not, like, I mean, this is a nice restaurant. <laughs> and I, like, lost it. And I looked at everyone. And they were like, don't say anything. Don't say it. Let it happen. Let it happen. Oh, I'm, we're, and we're all just staring at her, like, as she's doing this. And the table acted like it was fine. I think people don't really care how they get their wine as long as it's opened. Yeah. I mean, that's how I would be. I'd be like, well, that's strange. An interesting <laughs> choice. Not one I would make, but... No, the question is, did she pull that out of her apron? Like, was she carrying right. around this massive, like... Absolutely. That's phenomenal. Yeah. That's she was something. She was something else. It's like, I got it from my parents' house. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is my grandmother's. <laughs> it's antique. It's, it's, it it's made out of... initials on it. <laughs> it was weird. It is weird. It is important, though. Like, if you know how to open a bottle of wine, like you said, people just want their wine opened... But, I've, I mean, there's been many a times when I'm opening a bottle of wine and the cork just disintegrates. Yeah. And you're trying to save the cork from falling into the bottle of wine. Everybody at the table, it's usually like an A-top. We're all just staring at you. Yeah. yeah. Just waiting for you to get in. <laughs> and most of the time, it's like not even a bottle of wine that they bought from the restaurant. It's one that they brought in. Yeah, it's like a Pinot Noir they saved from like 1829. Yeah. And you're like, oh, thank God you aged this. This is going to be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and like you put the cork in for like you put the screw in for one second and just the whole thing crumbles yeah. and you're like and then you just get mad because like you want to work like you want to get paid for what you're working for and it's like you're fucking <laughs> this is like a corkage fee you don't give a shit about this yeah like, yep. and the whole thing's falling apart and then you get nervous like they know it's gonna fall apart why are you like is there a, like a way we can just get past this point like it's like the dust is right. on it's the, it's not even like <laughs> the dust. The, like the dust is like now just permanently stuck <laughs> to the bottle. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Like the bottle's not even smooth anymore. It's like rough with dust and grime and all Maybe your. They store yeah, the pretty much property. the wine is so old that it, there's a grape inside the bottle. Like it's just gone <laughs> back to the, that state. I, know. Like I don't even want to open it in front of the table anymore. I just want to say, I'll just be right back. I want to take this <laughs> to the back because we got machinery that'll handle this one exactly. for us. Or you get the people who just like order the cheapest bottle of wine and like, oh, can you go decant this? Oh right? God. This is my, I was a. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <sighs> I was, uh, this person ordered a Francis Ford Coppola Chardonnay, which I don't even like Chardonnay to begin with. And then you like get that one. It's it's not my favorite. Okay. My own personal opinion. You're so diplomatic. I am. Occasionally. <laughs> um, so not only does this guy asked me to decant it, which wait, you don't decant like <laughs> the white Chardonnay. Wait, this gets so much <laughs> this better. This gets so much better. And this is at like four in the afternoon. <laughs> he's on like he's it's like a business meeting. And then I, I'm like trying not to roll my eyes. I do it. Gotta get paid, you know? Yeah. Do the thing. And then he looks at me, he's like, and we'd like that chilled. So I'm you, sorry. What, what? You want what? So not only did I decant it, and if you don't know what decanting is, you decant, so you pour the wine into a glass vase, if you will, and then um, that helps with the aromatics and with the oxygen and whatever. So it's in this glass vase, and then he wants it on ice. So if anyone can explain to me <laughs> how that's supposed to work. You would need the largest ice bucket known to mankind. I just, yeah. It didn't, I hated him. 
<laughs> it didn't make sense. And he didn't know what he was talking about. And it made my life difficult. I feel like sometimes people are out to make our lives difficult. It's so, just, yeah. I mean, because they don't realize the absurd things they're asking for. And in the process, it just all crumbles. And you're just trying to smile and grin and bear it and get through it because your tip depends on it. But that's all. You, don't, you can't even smile <coughs> anymore. Like, I just end up staring at them. Well, when like they just give some weird requests, I'm like, or my buddy Max is just really mastered this one. He's like, sir, I just I don't understand what you want me to do. <laughs> we and just I love give it when up. he does that. But he, yeah, he's just I don't understand. <laughs> you just throw the white napkin in the air. You're like, what can I do to make your life great right now? <laughs> or when people sit down, they're like in the best mood. Everyone's like, how are you? And it's like, what do you want to drink? Like, we're not. <laughs> I'm not into this. I don't know you. We're not going to talk after this dinner. Like, let me just get you what you need because I'm not getting what I need from this experience. And it's to the point where I it's like I'm mad. I don't even have to talk to them to get mad. It's just the fact that they sat down and I'm already pissed off. That's not good. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's nobody's fault but my own. Yeah. But that's where I'm at. You know. Because hey. people are crazy. People are amazingly like, I'm Wonderful. allergic to anything microwave. This cheese board's too cheesy. Like, ain't nobody got time for that? Like, what are you talking about? Go home. Cook a meal. I'm allergic to mushrooms and sesame and onions and garlic. Oh, and cheese and gluten and every other thing and under life the sun. And so pants. And like <laughs> pants. We see that a lot. I'm allergic to pants. I'm allergic to pants. You do get that a lot. A lot of allergies. And then the fact that people expect you to be able to work around i mean some allergies i get it i mean yeah. some are very life-threatening shellfish yes. shellfish peanuts you Sorry. know what have you yeah but then when you're getting down to where it's more of a dietary restriction mm -hmm. of their own or it's like a personal choice you need to go somewhere else go home i mean well they throw around the word allergy so casually now mm-hmm and then they're like, well, I'm allergic to onions. And it's like, okay, well, this thing you ordered actually has shallots in it. So you're going to have to do some. Oh, no, no, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it fine? Shallots in the same family, so I'm pretty sure. Super. So you just don't like onions. Mm -hmm. yeah. Great. Okay. You're a liar, and now our relationship is ruined. <laughs> and I officially hate you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In 30 seconds. I mean, you, I've gotten to that point where it's, it's, it's a situation where you walk up to that table, they say they have an allergy, and I will flat out ask them, okay, now you say this is an allergy, but is it really just a preference, or are you going to go into anaphylactic shock, shock if I need, you know, right. well, I need to give you a shot? And nine times out of ten, it is not an actual allergy. They're like, well, I just don't really like it, and it's going to give me gas. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay back up. Just, just <laughs> Let's just start yeah. over. I Nobody don't need needs to know, know all that. that. Nobody needs to know. Or it's like they're on a date and they just don't want... It's stupid. They don't want to kiss someone after eating onions or garlic. Yeah. It's like, look, buddy, you're not getting a kiss anyway, so just eat the fucking <laughs> garlic. I know. <laughs> it seems where people are also getting a little bit crazy is when uh, when they want to like split up the check, like if there's a big party. I've encountered this so many times, and I think there really should be some type of class, or like maybe like a YouTube video about how to dine out in dine public. Dine out in public for one. Okay, that's a separate separate one. <laughs> but <laughs> this one, like when you have a party of eight and everybody wants to split the check, like I had this one girl one time, it was like a birthday party, and this girl, she had to leave for some reason, and she just throws up her credit card in the air to me and says, <laughs> I just want to pay for mine. I'm like, okay, well, what did you have? It's like I had I had this drink, you know, and, and like the chicken. 
I'm like, okay, uh, well, that covers the drinking and chicken, but what about the tax that you owe and the gratuity that's included? She's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, California state law says that anything that you consume in a restaurant is, is taxed. So welcome to California. <laughs> hey, welcome well, you know. welcome <laughs> to our great state. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you could be here for a while, but <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I mean, you got to pay that. And then like another lady, uh, it's just the other night, like they think that they're going to split the check, that they can somehow split, if they're splitting an entree that they're eating, they can also split it uh, like off in half on the bill. When you can't take an entree, chicken costs $29. You can't half that and put it on two separate checks. I can take two forms of payment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Just just make it simple. Split the check <laughs> in half, like 50-50. Yes. Like, you know, if you really want to get specific, 10 on this card, balance on that, whatever. If you if really you do feel it the in need an to or- pennies. Yeah. If you do it in an organized fashion and it makes sense, like, I'm I'm with you. I'm there all the way. But when everyone just starts, like, they give you that stare. Like, we just, we all need our checks. Mm. I'm, what, yeah. what checks? Because I'm pretty sure you're one, all on, you're on one, one check. check. Yeah. There's one <laughs> check. And then it's like, well, I just want mine on this. And it's like, Mm-mm. well... What am I? I'm a, a magician. Like yeah. I don't. Half you the are. time, like other people are taking orders and start juggling. <sighs> become <laughs> when you're a server, you're just a conundrum of other things. Mm-hmm. You're also a tour guide, a sommelier, a uh, a GPS system. Yeah, an allergist, a mathematician. Mm-hmm. A uh, it, it just becomes this. You're so many things. It's insane. I can't be all those things for you. I can hardly be things for myself. <laughs> So the fact that you want me to be like 20 different people for you, it's... It's just not going to happen. I get nice. I need to get paid more. hmm Yeah. And then you split the checks and then like exactly. gratuity will be included and you tell them that and then they don't tip you more and it's like, That's I just went to all that trouble. Cash. Why? I, I, I love when people split with a check with cash and then the person oh, who puts yeah. the cash down doesn't tip. So you get, you know, so they say $100 bill, they put... 60 cash down, the rest is on the card, but the person only tips on that $40. They only tip the $8 they think they owe, and mm-hmm. so there goes your fucking money. Like, you're not making making anything off of that table. It's madness. Yeah. It's so irritating. <laughs> it really is, and people mm-hmm. think that... I, I just had to tell these people one time, I'm like, look, it's going to take me longer to go and try to split up the check the way that you want it if you just give me a bunch of cards and tell me how much to put on each card. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that way I can just make your life easier. You can get out of here, and then both of us will be happy. The best is when somebody that's not even from your table comes up to you and they're like, can I just pay for my ass? And you're like, where are Who you? Are you? Who are you? Like, where did you Away come from? from? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Can you? Can you pay for your part? I have no idea. I have no idea where you're sitting. I don't know who you're with. I don't, I don't know, know what you ate. Did you eat here pay for at your this part? restaurant? Paying your phone bill? Get out of here. <laughs> exactly. And they're always got this look at, and then they look at you like, you're the idiot. It's... Yeah. No. So frustrating. It's maddening. It's very it's, it's maddening. It's very revealing. That's what half of our job is, be maddening. It's your patience level. Like, how, how patient can I be with, with humankind today? Like, how, how much patience do I have right. left in me to get through this? Because I, it's... Uh, oh, I'm at an all-time max. <laughs> As in, Max you don't out. have any more patience? No, or, it's okay. gone. Everyone right. stole it. Right. As, it's gone. Mic in a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, thank you. Want to make like, sure we're getting all the juice. It is gone, finito. <laughs> I have like three strikes. 
for every table. It's like first one, I'm like, okay, second one. And then after the third strike. Do they really start out with three though? Or have you No, like, it's probably a half a strike. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully really so all the, the moment they sit down, I'm usually give that's already yeah, on strike, that's strike one. one. Yeah. Well, I mean, before I even talk to them, they've already have they, they already have two strikes. So technically they're left with one strike, which they usually hit within the first five minutes. So what's the best tip that you've ever gotten, Kendra? From a man I like to call Santa Claus, and uh, he tipped me. It was five hundred dollars on fifty. And that was, you know, he's pretty standard. He's one of those guys that comes in, spends, you know, eight hundred bucks, and I'll tip a thousand. But the Whoa. just, yeah, like uh, the the, the five hundred dollars on fifty, I was not expecting. I was expecting like you know, hundred dollars on fifty, but five hundred made me very happy. I didn't get to keep it all for myself. Right. In fact, I probably only saw like fifteen dollars of it, but. <laughs> You know, hey. After tip out. After tip yeah, out and yeah. it's spreading out among like all 80,000 employees. Yeah, it's good though. Jen? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't remember. I that is that terrible? I have no idea. No? Nothing that in the major hundreds? I'll, uh, yeah. I think like a grand maybe. Uh, Probably okay, so that's guy. pretty good. Yeah. I think. I mean, I just can't remember the specific moment. Same guy. Probably the same probably guy. Probably Santa Claus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. So this is like where you guys work currently? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to come in last night. Damn it. In Tahiti. We work in Tahiti. Tahiti. In a shack. Mm-hmm. You guys came very a long ex- way to do the podcast. I appreciate exclusive. that. Well, we, he flew us out on his helicopter. Or jet. Or something. Whatever <laughs> you wouldn't have to We paraglided in this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I was going to let you use the, the helicopter pad if you guys wanted to land there. So oh, very yeah. exclusive here at the studio. <laughs> so. It is. <laughs> it was a great welcoming. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the in-house dog <laughs> greeted both of them yes. with, her, uh, with her, her excitement and her yelps. That's Chloe, the in-house dog, in case some of you don't know. <laughs> uh, she was shaking. <laughs> she was so excited. She was shaking. So let's uh, transition a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure at least I've worked for many celebrity chefs throughout my illustrious career. I've worked for uh, Wolfgang Puck, uh, rock and roll chef Carrie Simon. And I think that some chefs are very interesting breed. In fact, Carrie Simon is uh, the type of chef where you don't really see him uh, behind the line cooking mm. unless there's a camera on him. Oh, so yeah. Wolfgang, I think, is kind of the same one. But I think chefs like kind of get to a point where they don't, need to do that anymore like they're just more the face of their brand mm-hmm. so i don't know like kendra have you worked for any celebrity chefs or like um no i mean they thought they were celebrity chefs <laughs> there we go <laughs> i mean yeah. they had the ego of a celebrity chef but i really wouldn't give them um that much credit so no i would i would just go with no on that one because <laughs> i don't want to slam every chef i've worked for we can slam some. I'm sure they don't listen to the podcast. That's so. true. That's right. true. Um, I did work with one chef, and he was just absolutely out of his mind. Like, he he would be standing back there doing much of the same thing, was never actually cooking, was just kind of standing there watching everybody cook and um, yelling at them. You know, I'd ask for extra tofu, and he would come and just berate me and yell at me. Like, he was just one of those really angry men who just didn't really put out a product that he that gave him any sort of right to be that that much of an asshole. Um, there was a lot of times a chef think that you're just asking for the things 
to ask. To ask, But it's yeah. the table that's asked for these things. Like, how dare you yeah. ask for more tofu? <laughs> what are you doing, eating this? No. Um, yeah, no, he was he was not great. And the best part was is it was one of those really amazing open kitchens. So ah, he, he can was, see everything. He can see everything. And he was part owner in the restaurant. So that was another part of the deal where you're just like, great, this guy could fire me in a second. And he's watching me and yelling at me for things he knows nothing about. Yeah. And that was that. No celebrity chefs for me. That's Close enough, though. Yeah. That was great, I guess. He seems like a real gem. He was a charmer. Like, he really <laughs> was. Like, you would say hi and he'd kind of grunt. Uh. That was, that was, hey, chef. Uh. <laughs> he never got more out of him. Okay, how you doing? Uh. Fantastic. Then so he's a talker. Real talker. Yeah. Real talker. Yeah. Well. It's been my experience, though, where I've seen that the kitchens that are um, the most, like the, mo- the, the best well-oiled machines are the ones where the chefs are just like yelling at the other cooks and the ones that have the biggest cocaine problems. <laughs> so that, that's a well-run kitchen that I've seen. And like the ones that A lot of coke in the kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of coke. And Adderall. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Anything that'll keep you going. And quaaludes. <laughs> what year is this? Special. Started waiting tables in 1967. <laughs> oh, lifelong dream. Jen Kodros, any celebrity chefs in your uh, past or present? Yeah, I mean, the first, I worked for um, Chef Dominique Tunia in Chicago, who uh, is a protege of uh, Rubichon. Why am I messing this up? Robichon. <laughs> Robichon, sorry. And uh, Pablo Coos. And um, honestly, like one of the nicest, like he, he's a rarity. He's one. Of the, he's this giant French man <laughs> who looks like Dr. Evil, but can like high kick like you've never seen in your life. I can't explain it. Okay. He's a. Uh, First of all, how, how would you know that? That he can high kick. Because he high kicked. Like Often? I was holding this thing one day. And he high kicked it out of my hand and started laughing and just walked away. <laughs> like he's um he was really cool and he's extremely talented and a really amazing guy. But um he was really well known and he'd um he'd have chefs come in for dinner and like celebrities would just come to see him and say hi. He was he was a real cool dude. And I wish I had real crazy stories to tell about him, but I don't. He was just a uh, he was just awesome. Extremely personable and I mean it's un- and then that's not the norm Mm-mm. for chefs no. because then I also worked for Graham Elliott oh. and uh, you I, know, might know Graham Elliott now from um, one what of is those he shows on? <laughs> he's on some show with uh, Gordon Ramsay, Gordon right? Ramsay yeah. and Bastianich is that who he's with I'm not sure he's like um the sommelier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's with Bastianich. And um, he was on Top Chef Masters. Mm-hmm. And um, working there was just probably one of the most interesting. What was the name of the place? It was called Graham Elliott. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. So he's really humble. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, this place was just crazy. Uh extremely talented chef like let me just start with that um a lot of concepts that i i mean he even got into a yelp fight because he heard about this goes with uh the idea that the customer is not always right which Mm. 
I mean, he had the server's backs, which was really cool. Um, you don't get that a lot of places. We would break up with customers. So, I mean, it, it, they just, I think, got two stars, two Michelin stars. So it's a really nice restaurant, and concierge would send their guests in. But, I mean, we have rock and roll music playing really loud, mm. and it's a real kind of modern scene. And, you know, these, like, old people would show up from like the four seasons yeah. and be like can you turn down the music it and it's like well i can but chef will turn it right back up <laughs> and you know i mean immediately that's not really gonna work so we would be like you know it's not it's not you it's us we're happy to make you reservations somewhere else and mm. i mean we would break up with guests all the time but he got into a real kicking like this guy yelped about us fucking yelp and um <laughs> he uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just ripped it apart, and then I think emailed Chef Elliot personally, and I should call him Graham, sorry, um, personally, and was like, I want a 50% discount, and Chef totally, like, rebelled and was like, you're, you're fucking nuts, and you're insane, and you left the restaurant saying everything was fine, and if you come back, I'll charge you double. Nice. And it was really cool. Like, it, it's awesome. Like, it was awesome, one of those kitchens where it's like, can I just get a house salad? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just do this? Nope. Like, you got to say no all the time. And it was really, you don't get to do that a lot, a lot at a lot of restaurants. And I love saying no to people. Well, granted, even restaurants here in L.A., you don't get to say no. no. I mean, no. I mean, that's so refreshing to hear that because I was just, I was even talking about this with um, my last guest is that you need to have boundaries with customers mm -hmm. or else they are going to continue to walk all over you and the restaurant yep. and just think it's like just hire a personal chef get out exactly. of here you don't need this yeah. well and there's so like so many restaurants have a gray area it's not black and white so it's like can i do this no i'm sorry well i didn't last time yeah. and yeah. it's like oh i'm gonna kick you in your head right. like, and then i want to kick the server who let them yes. i know that. yes can I get that barbecue sauce? What the hell are you talking we about? We don't have barbecue sauce. Well, well he made, made it, it for me. <laughs> oh. I'm going to kill barbecue his face. Like, <laughs> I, it's just so irritating. And it then is. you're made responsible for things that have happened in the past. But, um, yeah. Yeah, but working for, I, I, th I think uh, there was a pre shift and we were all lined up military style. Oh my God. Like, no joke. And then screamed at, like veins were popping out of our manager's head and he pointed outside and said, <laughs> he said, <laughs> he, say this he goes, if chef says there is a unicorn outside, you say, yes, chef, I see the unicorn. And, and that's when I had to like, I've never had to not laugh. <laughs> I had to hold in a laugh so hard in my entire existence. And it's just, this is a manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We apparently liberated. were disrespecting Chef. I'm not really sure what the circumstances were. I tried to put it behind me. And uh That's why we could hash it up. Yes. <laughs> and but we were like screamed at and said, like, basically, you you do whatever Chef tells you to do. Obviously, it was a kitchen-driven restaurant. People came there for the food and for his notoriety, um, which is well deserved. He's an excellent chef. And um, yeah, I'm, we were yelled at about unicorns. So that's normal. Right. I know. The, the face, yeah. the, the look yeah. you're giving me, that's how I still feel about it to this day. But now it's just funny because I got yelled at about unicorns. <laughs> but the interesting thing about that is there was actually a conversation prior to that um, scolding from the chef talking to the manager saying, 
that he you want, <laughs> you have to tell the staff this because I, I cannot be made to look like a fool ever again. Mm. So you tell them that if I <laughs> say there's a unicorn out there, there's a uni- unicorn. unicorn out there. Yeah. I right? don't know that. Just Seth- tell them that. I want you to write that down. <laughs> write that down. I'll be in my office. I'm too busy to yell. <laughs> like, oh my god. It was weird. Weird things happened there. It was um, yeah, and like the camera crews would come in and like. Not only am I avoiding my tables that I hate, but I'm also avoiding the cameras. So it was just a lot of dodging. It was just like, it was like Pac-Man. Mm. Zipping back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Except for I wasn't winning anything. <laughs> <laughs> There's no cherry. <laughs> like, and then the worst is people are like, oh, I just saw you on TV. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, that's not why I want to, that's not the way I want to go. You know, uh-uh. your arm was on, what is that show about? Awkward foods or bizarre foods. Andrew Zimmerman, or it was Andrew Zimmer and bizarre foods or whatever. Mm. Oh, who cares? My arm was on it. Street cred. <laughs> so Hope your arm gets IMDb credit for that. Should pretty sure it does. I mean, if that? it or thing, if thing, right, got credit, I should you definitely should. get credit. Uh, the things I do, things we all do. Mm-hmm. In this job, yeah, it's baloney. Sometimes it's like it makes you wish you were at least a bartender at a restaurant because they have that automatic boundary. You know, servers, you really have to work hard to create. Do they? Yeah, because... But at least you can walk away as a server. Can you? I do. Um. Be so <laughs> I have bartended before, and there is that you just, sort of boundary. But you know. it's not so much the boundary, it's the power that you have because if they continue to give... Like, if they gave me a hard time, I'd just be like, well, I think you're a little bit too intoxicated to have any more... Uh, well, alcohol and, and they'll be like what do you mean i'm not drinking and like well you seem a little bit drunk <laughs> you just to me. cut people off yeah. <laughs> they're like drinking pineapple and juice with you? If, like, if, you, if you just if the drunk. manager says what's wrong with that guy i say well he's drunk i'm not serving him anymore they can't argue with that they cannot argue with that you have the power and you're this, creating the product it's not like you're waiting on the kitchen to you know for 45 minutes for your appetizers <laughs> you know it's it's you're creating this drink it's the ball is in your court right. as a bartender as a server there's there so many other people you have to rely on to make sure everything goes smoothly and yet people forget this again like jen said it's like people forget that we are really not all those things we can't be you know that for everybody we can't do everything all the time i can't be your everything i can't be your everything <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sorry. I'm just the face of this <laughs> table for 30, 40 minutes. So, yeah. It's true, though. True. I mean, so many things go wrong as a server. It's so easy, and, you know, it all comes down on you, and there goes your tip. And it's all my fault. It's all mm-hmm. my fault. All the time. It's like, I trust me, steak. if yeah. I was cooking your food, that, like, how long it took would be the least of your problems. <laughs> 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 you don't want me touching your food. Like it's my fault. It took too long to get to the table. It's my it's my fault. Your table's wobbly. It's my fault mm-hmm. that the host was rude to you. It's my fault that your husband's being a dick. Like all of this becomes my fault. Right. Absolutely. And uh, God forbid you look at the husband. It's a lot of emotion. Way. You know, it's a lot. It's hard to do. I was working at this one place actually here in Westwood, and they got a lot of business from UCLA during graduation time. And they would actually rent out big banquet tables, like rounds, uh, mm. to accommodate all the large parties that we had. And I had like three of these huge rounds in my section. And the food just got backed up so much to the point where it took like an hour to get the next course out from like appetizers to entrees. Mm. And I kept going up to the table, doing all I could, apologizing. And it just got to the point where 
I just had to go hang out at the bar. And mm-hmm. one of my tables got up, went up to the host stand and talked to the hostess, Kyle, my friend. And Kyle just turned to the guy and said, because the guy's like, where's my server? We haven't seen him in a while. And Kyle just said, well, he's embarrassed. He doesn't want to go back to the table anymore because her food's not there. Mm. So like, what else do you want us to do? I know. You can't get, we're not doing your food. Mm-mm. I we're was just hiding taking, in the corner yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> I really, because Why? it was a classic situation like just so busy kitchen crashed 45 minutes for apps an hour for entrees if they came out and then sometimes you'd actually get the entrees but you'd get them twice and everybody's just fucking pissed <laughs> or you get off. half of them a half of them and <laughs> like, then when you get them they're cooked wrong like it yeah. just it was a nightmare and there was a certain point in time where i found the darkest corner and i just went and huddled up in a ball and i did not want to leave i just <laughs> was like because everybody was pissed and you know you're like i have to go to the bathroom and then you run down there and you just like give it 20 <laughs> eat some skittles yes maybe 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 go back when you think like it's all gonna come the danger up. is gone Ooh. yeah because you get that eye you can feel people staring at you yep you can like, and I it's you forgot about us i didn't definitely didn't no one forgot about yeah. you because you're still sitting here and you're staring yeah and it's rude it's so rude yeah it's uh like, how many times do you want me to walk back to the kitchen for you and ask the same fucking question? Your food's not coming out any faster if I do. Where's our food? Where's our food? When it's in front of you, it's ready. Exactly. And that's when it's ready. What's going on? Why is the food yeah. taking so long? I'm still waiting on that pizza. Like, well, so am I, buddy. <laughs> like, this is, we're all waiting. We're all playing the game. Like, what do you, what can I do for you? How can I entertain you so that you forget your pizza's not in front of you? It's like, ma'am, ma'am, you don't understand. I had to wait 45 minutes to sit down. So now I'm waiting for my food, oh, too. Oh, boo-hoo. Not like, first problem. world problems. <laughs> like, I don't have time for this. I'm like, you know how long they're waiting in the Philippines? Forever, because they have nothing. Okay? Yeah. So. Why don't you go talk to my friend on the bus on La Brea and Sunset? I'm sure he'll really, really empathize with you waiting 45 minutes for your truffle pizza. God forbid. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's really rough being me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it's really rough being them. They're the ones it that is, have it hard. It is rough. Have so you ever had any customers try to like argue or negotiate the price Absolutely. that they were going to pay? Yep. White truffles. Uh, very distinct moment. Uh, I, you know, once a while, once in a while, you get like that two, three months out of the year where you get those white winter truffles. They're delicious. They cost you about mm, 90 bucks minimum a shave. Mm-hmm. Um, the place I work, we deal with a lot of high-end clientele, so it's... Um, you know, it's not uncommon that people will, you know, be willing to spend upwards of $150 for a pasta. Um, needless to say, I get this one table very much interested in the white truffles and, you know, I give them a heads up. I let them know how much they are. I do say it's a great deal considering most places it's about $40 more for a shave. They seem they're all for it. They're great, whatever. Well, apparently the person who was paying the bill this night wasn't really paying attention to the fact that his guests were <laughs> ordering this and that two of them had ordered $130, $150 pastas. Um, very much aware of the fact that it was costing them this much. Bill comes to the table, the guy goes to pay and throws a fit. Throws an absolute fit. Gets my manager over, lies to him, says that I didn't tell him how much things were. So then I've got my manager in there like looking at me like, how dare you deceive them and not tell them how much they're paying, which, you know... Of course I didn't. 
And these people claim it didn't happen, and they argued, and they argued, and of course we comped off $300 off of their check. And it was the most ridiculous situation because everything was delicious, they ate it all, they knew it was coming to them, and they're white truffles. Who in their right mind doesn't know how much white, unless it's white truffle oil, it's going to cost you. Like, it was so frustrating. You know, and of course you're the bad guy. You're the one who didn't tell them. Like, God, they, they would never lie. They would never lie to get something for free. It's like, look, buddy, I'm not Priceline negotiator, okay? Like, <laughs> if you ordered it, you know what you're getting into. Exactly. If you have a problem with it, like, I don't, don't talk to me about it. But I don't know anybody who, like, gives the specials and then says, oh, tonight we also have white truffles for $150. Like, no one tells the price normally. Well, you shouldn't, but. It's, it's also a thing where, like. I think it's the way that you word it, though. Absolutely. Yeah, it's also a thing where, like, if you say it, it's like. <laughs> we can afford it right and then if you don't say it so people like what the fuck (laughs) it's like you're screwed either way it's like a double-edged sword and And it doesn't matter like it was definitely the wording i did the wording and then they're like well how you know how much is that they asked and if they asked that's fine i told them great now you know don't pretend i didn't like maybe stop hanging out with fancy friends Yeah. yeah you know yeah don't offer to buy your fancy friends dinner at a really fancy establishment you know, just and that's, that's like the big things. Like those are it is embarrassing, and those are the big things. But the best is like somebody called my restaurant. I was in, at in Chicago, and they were like, "I got charged an extra penny." Like this is not a joke, Shit. an extra penny. And the chef was on the phone. He's like, "Do you do you want me to? I will send you a penny. Do you want to like, give me your address? <laughs> like I'm not like I mean, what do you like? It's a penny." I'm sure if you walk three blocks, you will find one on the ground. <laughs> like go find a penny. But she was calling in about a penny, and she was so upset and so distraught. And it's like, did they write a Yelp, a Yelp review? I'm sure. Fuck Yelp, man. You know what Yelp is? Oh, like, Yelp okay. is the worst. Who eats dinner and gets so mad and then goes and talks about right. it for another hour? Save that anger. We will be I getting can't. sad. I guarantee it. Save that anger. All right. What were we talking right about? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> Just harness I'll it. I'll it in. Harness. I have, like, my hands anger. on my hips. Like. Like, <laughs> Um, no, but people get crazy about like when it comes to their money. People get true. rightfully so. Well, it's you know what? Money. Let's just get right to that. All right. <laughs> Brings us to a part of the podcast which I call the L.A. Yelp Diaries, which, like Jen was so eagerly describing, people go out, eat, have what you think might have been a good time, but then get on their computer at home, go to Yelp.com, mm-hmm. and write dissertations about how <laughs> bad everything was. And usually, they don't even write about the food. They write about everything else mm-hmm. but the food mm-hmm. like this yelper meet angelique c from <laughs> los angeles no i'm sorry i, I want to give her her due it's <laughs> angeliqua <laughs> oh okay sorry it's angeliqua c all right okay. angeliqua writes <clears throat> a friend and i found out about this restaurant via restaurant week restaurant week is dine la i was here gonna in say it's in dine la okay got it we paid $35 a piece for a prefix menu, parking was $6, and my drink was $16. All in all, I dropped $68, including tips for myself alone. And it was not worth it. For the expense, go somewhere else. Food, huge miss. Shaved kale salad on vinaigrette was super weak. All you could taste was the raspberry-like sauce. Two, sea bass bouillabaisse Whisk scallops. I think that means with scallops. But they also misspelled bully, bully base. base. Like, can we just point yeah. that like out? Like base. 
<laughs> How low can you go? <laughs> Sorry, let me let me reread that again the way it's read. So it's sea bass, booyah bass. In your face. <laughs> <laughs> I will point out that Jen is a, a, a literary author, so she uh, is quick to point to pick up <laughs> on these things too. So I'm, that makes me I'm very impressed with that. It's like if you're gonna take the time to do this spell check, motherfucker. Well, I mean, also close. too, how did it not? It gets highlighted when you misspell things. Yeah, it does. If you're writing on the internet, it's gonna be highlighted. Back to we don't know what kind of contraption she's using. Right, she's to write this. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe That's she's true. on some like. Maybe she's just convinced that her spelling is spot on and her phone or her computer or whatever it is is just wrong. She might be that type of person. She, yeah, something. Where she's like, you know, no, you're wrong, spell check. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So um, Angelico wrote, writes, Seabass bouillabaisse with scallops and carrots was a miss. Really? The sea bass had little flavor. I was convinced it had previously been frozen. Server wasn't sure where it was from, but it had no taste. Booyah base was nice with the scallops, carrots, and chorizo had flavor. Three, whiskey cake, barely any flavor. The peanut butter mousse was good, but the cake was so weak, and I was slightly grossed out because the dish had smudges all over it. I don't care if the smudges came from the cake. No one wants to see cake set inside an unclean glass bowl. Hang on a second. <laughs> in a glass bowl. Okay. It I'm sounds like she got cake in a fish bowl. <laughs> like, is that what happened? Because I need to know. If this is I'm, hard. I'm, I, don't, I don't get it. So do you eat the cake with chopsticks? Like, how do you get in there? <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you just pour? Like, do you just... You just chug the fish bowl and then get cake in your mouth? I think they give, like, one of those, like, uh, fishnet scoops. And yeah. so you just scoop the cake out with that. Yeah. God, I hope so. Yeah. So good. Uh, it's just, it's like just a fish bowl, and the cake is inside of it. So that's like the vessel that it's in, mm. and the cake is inside. So I'm thinking that the cake just accidentally touched the sides, and so that's where the smudging came oh. from. So like when they put it inside the bowl, that's where the smudgery happened. Well, someone smudgery. should be fired for that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. That's absolutely. <laughs> I really hope that a manager read that and and took the due course of action and terminated that server. There's no other action to take. Smudgery no, is unacceptable. Fiery. Smudgery. Yeah. <laughs> Angelique, you're on to something. You're on to something. You should send her a fishbowl. She has a birthday coming up, I think. Let's get her address. Yeah. Let's send her a fishbowl. Yeah. We'll put yeah. some fighting fish in there. Can I, can I smudge like peanut butter on the inside? <laughs> Again with the smudges. <laughs> I'm going to put lipstick on just smear my lips like all over <laughs> <laughs> so she continues. <clears throat> so there you have it. Restaurant look and feel. Very nice. Stained concrete floors. All right, stop. I thought she had a problem with things that were smudged. <laughs> so she writes stained concrete floors. Could she not have come up with a better adjective? Guess but not. Apparently not. She's stained. Stained concrete floors, dim lights, beautiful dividers between booths for privacy. The outdoor patio area looked cozy with fire towers and lounge areas. The bar was separate, and it turns into a club after dinner service. <laughs> Restaurant service. I checked in 30 minutes early and waited 10 minutes after the reservation was scheduled to remind the hostess we were waiting and we were seated promptly. The service was fine, in quotes. I don't understand. What's fine? What, what, what do you interpret as that? 
fine. In, but it's in quotes. The service was fine. Like if she has to sit, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think like she's saying fine, like there was nothing she could find really wrong with it, so she just puts it in quotes to just make herself sound smart. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, that was the uh, bullshittiest answer I think I've ever given. I don't know. This bitch I is crazy. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, yeah. like I think she's just it was. It's like her way of adding emphasis. It was fine. Like, it was just okay. Was, our server had to deliver an app, entree, and dessert, so he didn't official check on us should be officially on us as much as we would have liked the floor manager stayed on top of empty dishes the service was was professional but not very personable we noticed that there were no women on staff except the hostess up front who may have been more believable as a library assistant (laughs) what does that that mean right how in the hell is this gonna help it oh library assistants forget it i'm not going to that place now i had a bad experience with library assistants yeah no so I don't, want and, I don't under- Since when does a floor manager stay on top of empty plates? Like, isn't that like a busser or? Allegedly, that's a buzzard. Um, and not as personable or... as you would like. Like, okay. what do you want them to do? They're... Sit down and tell you their life story? Like, hold your hand while you eat your awesome booyah base? <laughs> like, what do you? What do you want? I feel like people just want a cabaret, a, a fucking show. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I mean, can we discuss? Just go back to the beginning where she was complaining about. Spending all of $68 out of pocket after tip. Like, who are you, Rachel Ray? Sorry, it wasn't under 50. Right? God, dude. What's your problem? Like, seriously, it's just, I I don't know. Like, you don't, just don't go out to dinner if you don't want to spend money. Like, don't go to a nice place and expect to get out of there cheap. I understand everybody wants a deal, but, you know, be prepared to spend your money when you go out. Like, that's what it's about. Like, don't tip 10 to 15%, you it's get me started. Oh, God. Sorry, go. She continues, the bar, nice, but our redheaded server seemed more interested in her conversation. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say server? she? Did you just say she? No, nice, but our redheaded server. At the bar. Yeah. yeah. At the bar. Mm-hmm. And then keep going. Seemed more interested in her conversation. It's a her, yeah. right? Mm. So See, there was another woman. There was another woman. That right. wasn't okay. the host. So... So she's a liar. Angelique was a liar and she's rude and she doesn't know how to spell. And the server was a bartender. Yes. At the bar. I'll give her a pass on that because I, when I say servers, I mean everybody that works in the service industry. So I don't know. You're nicer than I am. All I'm saying is if she was up on trial, (laughs) she would have been found. Right. She didn't keep accurate notes. No. Mm -mm. If she was keeping a tally of female employees, she missed, uh, Italian mark. Maybe she was drunk. Know. Was Could she drunk been. when she Well, she had a $16 I was going to say, not if she only had one $16 drink. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, Unless she's... she's doesn't we'll get into that later. Right. <laughs> Seem more interested in her conversation with someone else. Fake smile, but my $16 Belvedere Cosmo was delicious. I asked for water. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the fake smile was for, your fucking Cosmo. <laughs> Dummy. Ooh. A Belvedere I Cosmo. Yeah, I, I can't. All right. I asked for water and server acknowledged, but forgot to bring it after bill was paid. I removed a dollar from her tip. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Do you want a pat on the She's back? She's like one of those people who like lays out the tip ahead <laughs> yeah. of time. And then in just front takes a dollar away yeah, every that, time she gets well, mad. Guess what? You just lost another <clears throat> one there, Missy. <laughs> the parking valet, $6 before 8 p.m. 
for three hours and $12 flat rate after that. The cashier didn't seem to know that, but agreed after we reminded her. Hang on a second. That would be tally number three for female employees. Yeah. <laughs> reminder. her. Also, she said our debit cards would be charged $15, so we use cash. Shady, right? I just can't. I don't know what goes on outside of valet, like with valets. That's not my problem. Yeah. but yeah, Usually the valet is a separate entity. Yeah. Uh, right. Restaurant, hotel, whatever. It's like a separate company. And don't get me, I mean, it is a part of the experience. But I don't make the rules. You're not driving the car. No. You're not parking it. Was that the end of her fucking rant? It was, actually. The, the Shady right was the way that she signs off. Shady, right? Right. And I want to I disclose something here. Um, this was my table oh. that I had. Oh, you so, were fine. Yeah. So fi- I was the fine in quotes. Um, her, the whole thing, like I was telling you earlier about the female employees, I explained it to her. Because she was referring to, you know, in the restaurant, like, why aren't there any girls that work in there? And I said, well, because the girls that we have working are a little bit (coughs) crazy. So, allegedly. Allegedly. Hmm. So, but... Was it the two of them? Two of them are eating? No, just one. Wait, she came and ate by herself? No, no, she she ate with a friend. She ate with a friend? She ate with a friend. Another woman? Yes. Mm -hmm. The friend was from the East Coast. And I was talking to them. That's the thing that bugged me. She said the service wasn't personable. How could it not have been personable? I told you my coworkers are nuts. Is that not personable? It's pretty personable. I mean, that's <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. But what? Yeah, what more do you want? I mean, oh, I would love to be able to do walk on my hands and deliver the food that way, but it's just not a skill I don't possess, or that I do possess. Maybe she's Either sexist. Or. Maybe if you had a vagina, she'd like you better. There are some people who would rather have vaginas <laughs> serving them. She seems right? to like she's not be up. really sure about that whole situation. She's hung to up on women. Like, she really is. I feel like half the Yelpers, it doesn't matter what happens, they're just going to be angry to begin with. Mm-hmm. I just feel like yelping is a lot like being able to rate a date. Mm-hmm. Like, online. Like, on the online dating site, and then being able to rate this person, well, like, Matt was a... He was a real hambo. Like, did it, did it, did Like, it's like not every experience is gonna be the same. Like, you like it, it's it is a relationship between a guest and a restaurant, and it, you can't. Sometimes it goes well, and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes you're just a bitter, angry person mm-hmm. who's gonna be mad about everything. But also, it's kind of annoying that she would yelp about. Uh, restaurant week because this only happens for two weeks out of the year Mm -hmm. and so anybody else that's going to go to the restaurant after this is not going to have that same menu or experience or any of that stuff that most people that come in for restaurant week anyways aren't returning customers Mm -mm. because they're looking for a deal Mm -hmm. which is fine but they're not going to come back and pay $35 for an entree whereas they can pay $35 and get a three-course meal Mm -hmm. that's really true does or she, Angelique, who paid sixty-eight dollars. Does she have long fingernails? Uh, she may have. I don't. I don't really take note of the fingernails. Because mm-hmm. you're. S- they did split. so impersonable. Yes. <laughs> you really are. Yeah, it's I'm clearly. Really, I'm a jerk. I'll just be honest here. You are. But they did split the check, and so what was it? It's thirty-five piece. So it comes out to like uh, seventy-six thirty is the total for both of them. They split it. But they wanted me to split it with cash and credit card. And they only tipped on the credit card. I think so. 
Yeah, because I had to give back. So she gave me forty dollars in cash. I can't believe you remember all of this. So I remember detailed. all kinds of random stuff. Let mm-hmm. me tell you. That's funny. She wanted me to bring back two dollars in change because they wanted to split it evenly. So I couldn't just deduct forty dollars, and then her friend couldn't just make up the tip. I had to split it evenly with the cash and the credit card. So she got two dollars back, and that's probably you know all she really would have mm-hmm. been able to leave you anyway because right. she had to go out and pay valet. <laughs> they had to use cash on valet. Yeah. She couldn't have given you more tips. That's another shady experience. That's why they the only valet. gave you, you know, a minimum tip. Angelique was see, as we like to say here on the podcast, you got yelped. Go home. <laughs> Stay <Go> there. <laughs> Just don't come out. Your lean pockets are awesome. And that's part one of the Bitter Bistro podcast with my guests, Jen Kodros and Kendra Thomas. Tune in next time to find out how Kendra and Jen continue to battle the service industry. Remember, servers don't pay their rent with compliments. Better party of one. Your table's ready.